SEO fundamentals to thrive results. Publish something people are searching for. Structure your content. Focus on conversions, not traffic. Improve user experience and get guidance to be efficient. Welcome to the Powerful Marketing Tips Podcast, created for overwhelmed business owners who want to build, run, and organize their marketing for good. And here's a brief overview of our guest. Most business owners and marketers are probably familiar with the term SEO, right? And the power it holds in the marketing world. But how can you put it to use for your business? Today's guest knows all about that and is ready to share it with you. Gert Malak is the founder of SEO Leverage, a team of 30 people that helps businesses grow through SEO. Gert has been doing SEO for more than 20 years, which is almost as long as SEO has been around. He's the author of The Erica Framework, Your Answer to the Toughest SEO Challenges, which outlines the formula for achieving a high SEO return on investment. Interested to find out more? Stick around for simple SEO tricks and tips you can use for your business to best amplify it. Hello, friends. It's Marilis here. As business owners, we all know it takes a lot of hard work and dedication to succeed. We also know we need to be visible offline, online. So today we will focus on visibility online, especially. So SEO is one of the most effective ways to make your website visible to potential customers, right? And in this episode, we will discuss what SEO is, and I hope we can learn some simple and practical SEO tricks and tips you should use, you know, for your online business to best amplify it. So welcome, Garrett. Thank you very much for having me here. Looking forward to the discussion about SEO. Perfect. Thank you. So briefly, tell us something about yourself that was not in the introduction part. We would love to get to know our guests personally too. So maybe you would be happy to share some of your hobbies with us or share where you where you are and what you had for breakfast today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm based. I'm originally from Austria, but based in Madrid, in Spain. Um, breakfast, sandwich, and tomatoes. <laughs> and I, sure. I do like and very much enjoy spending my free time with my family, obviously, but also in my woodshed and doing woodworking, building some custom furniture once in a while when I have the time. Wow, that's amazing! I didn't know that about you. And I love Madrid. Oh my God, I miss Spain. Yeah, have you so. been here? <laughs> yeah, I lived uh, in Fuengirola, uh, oh, wow. next to Madrid, for almost for two years, so I just mm -hmm. love Spain. Oh my God, I envy you right now, but thank <laughs> you for sharing that. <laughs> so, let's, uh, let's start today with, could you briefly, you know, just say us, what exactly is search engine optimization mm -hmm. in your own words? So, I'd like to, I'd like to go about it from a from a place of attention okay so in marketing we want to catch people's attention mm -hmm. in the right moment in the right way mm -hmm. right so everybody definitely enjoys a lot how ads on instagram on facebook are just part of our lives so you want to see what your friends are up to and you see one ad after the other ad and i'm not saying they don't work for a business 
They work mm -hmm. really, really well when done right. But I do want to focus the attention on the moment when you get an ad, right? So this might be in line at Starbucks. This might be because I'm waiting for a Zoom call. This might be because I'm just bored and checking out my phone while waiting in front of my kid's school. Mm -hmm. So I, I might not be in the moment of taking some time aside to really consume this content and really leverage this. So there is a brand impacting me as a user at a moment when I'm not ready. And brands know this and this is why they keep impacting us and they just try to find the right moment mm -hmm. where I'm ready to check out this $15 pocket knife because it's mm -hmm. such a great idea and it's such a good tool and I really should take this out and the brand is absolutely convinced and maybe after six months of seeing it I also want it. Possible. <laughs> um, search is different. Search marketing is very different in a sense that if I go to Google and everybody is, I think there was a statistics, everybody is is using Google four to five times a day or some Google product. Mm -hmm. When I go to Google and search for something, I have set aside some time for this. I have a very clear intention. I have set aside some time whether I check it out on the phone or on my computer or on a tablet. I know I'm going to consume the content and at least the first result I'm seeing. And I'm in a special moment. And Google, whether we like it or not, owns this moment. Mm -hmm. So coming up in search for certain search queries, as we call them, what people type in, high up in this listing has a very big value. Mm -hmm. we, we have been educated, and I think probably really strategically by Google, to trust what they give us. So as a user, when I type something in, I trust Google, and this is a big leap, I trust Google to find out of 500,000 or 500 million search results, the top three, four, five, ten results that they think are relevant for me right now, where I am, based on my search history, based on what they know about me, based on what they know where I am located. We just trust Google and we trust automatically those results. If I'm searching for a plumber and Google puts a few plumbers on my page one, I'm going to have more trust to them than if I have a, have a flyer lying around or I see them in a billboard or something like this automatically because we are used to having a good experience with Google. And we're going to go back to this experience definitely later. But for SEO, what we try to do and what we have been really developing at SEO Leverage as a, as a methodology is to put people in front of their target audience at the right moment for the right keywords. And this is SEO, is search engine optimization. This is really strategies and tactics to make Google understand how relevant you are for certain search queries and that you really deserve to be among the top ranking sites to catch mm -hmm. this attention. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you slightly already mentioned keywords. So mm -hmm. is it so that it all comes down to the right keywords? It's an entry point. Okay. It's an entry point. It all comes down to a good user experience for the Google user. So Google has gotten the, the place they have in our life because they have been focusing rather than on ads like every other search engine was full of ads. Anybody my age or older probably remembers. Uh, Google just had suddenly a white screen with a search box in it. There was not a single ad because Google was smart enough to understand that people are going to use a search engine every day 
for several times and they only want to have a good experience. So the better the search experience, the more often they're going to come back to this same search engine. I, when, I, when I got my first email address, I remember we had 10 different search engines we could be using, right? All the others disappeared. Bing is the only one that's really relevant um, and it's, it's such a small fraction that we really focus on Google these days. And this is because the only thing Google wants is make a Google user happy. Mm-hmm. But what about YouTube? Because this is also, a, you know, the numbers of who uses YouTube mm-hmm. on a database is also searching, you know, uh, with keywords and um, mm-hmm. certain topics in mind. So I understand that these keywords and the SEO building is also, I would say, say pretty much as important uh, there as it is in Google. Right, but YouTube is, is owned by Google. Mm-hmm. So YouTube is owned by Google. Mm-hmm. So ultimately it ends up being the same, the same concept. YouTube yeah. is going to very much factor in the experience of the search of the YouTube user, just that in YouTube mm-hmm. they're very focused on keeping people on the platform and they're going to rank a video higher that does a better job at doing this, ultimately. So I, some, something is being typed in. I'm not down, playing down the, the importance of keywords. But the, the overall entry point is important because we get clients come to us and say, look, I, rank, I need to rank for this particular keyword with this particular page. And then I check out the page and say, there's nothing relevant that would make a search user happy when they type in this keyword and they see your page. So there's no way Google is going to rank you for it. Mm-hmm. Right? So we are talking again about the whole experience. So if I, Absolutely. If I find you with a certain keyword, and if I come to your website, I expect this to be also very good and I expect to spend some time there and Google mm-hmm. will make sure that um, our websites are built accordingly. Exactly. There's a lot of things that go into into the experience. It's not only the first search result I see, mm-hmm. but also is this user happy or does this user come back five seconds later and clicks on something else? So now our listeners might think that, oh my God, it's overwhelming already. <laughs> I know you talk about some, you know, how, how people are wasting time with SEO. Can you explain that for us? Because we don't want to waste time with the SEO. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> I, I like to tell one story a client of ours came to us with, and she was blogging for nine years. Right? She was writing a blog post, at least one, if not two blog posts per week over nine years. And then really with the idea, she obviously shared it them on social media to her following and a big following, but also had the idea that if she puts this information not only on Facebook, but on her blog, Google is going to send her traffic, right? So nine years later, she comes to us and we had her go through everything, every single article. I showed her a list of 900, uh, 800 articles from the nine years and I asked her just one question, which was, which search would this blog post answer when somebody types it into Google. Mm-hmm. And I didn't hear anything from her for two weeks. Not a single <laughs> not a single comment. And after two weeks, I asked her for a call and said, what's going on? I didn't hear anything. We got on a call and said, look, get throw everything away. <laughs> I, there's not a single blog post that would answer something. This is sharing my experience, sharing my knowledge, sharing my insights, sharing a case study from, a, from someone but nothing somebody would type into a search and want to find. 
if they are following me, she said, this is interesting for them because they know more about me, they get to know me, etc. And this is where I just think we need to, uh, we need to avoid confusing channels with, with each other. There is a big place these days for social, to build your personal brand, mm -hmm. inform people, whoever discovers you wants to know everything and might be interesting at some point that I do woodworking if someone else likes woodworking and we might have a different connection on a different level. But they're not going to expect to find me when they search for woodworking. They're going to expect to find me when they search for an SEO consultant. They're going to expect to find me when they search for someone with and who does SEO in three different languages maybe or things like those this is what they want to find right so what what I think to really strip it down a little bit what is really important is that whenever we put out something that we expect Google to rank we need to make sure that we are answering somebody something people are, are looking to solve or to get answered I love where you're going with that because I recently read this book by Marcus Sheridan, They Ask You Answer, mm -hmm. and it pretty much follows the same principle. You know, you should always think about, you know, what questions are in your in the head of your potential clients. So try try to explain to us, should I should I still follow keywords here or should I really do some, uh, some serious, serious research on the questions that people are asking? Well, I would probably approach it from, from different, different angles. So first of all, when we work with a client, I really like to leverage the experience they bring to the table. So I'm mm -hmm. not an industry exper expert of technical architecture in Southern California. Mm -hmm. I have no idea about ferrets. I have no idea about high speed internet connection possibilities in Australia. But we help all those clients get more leads, get more sales and get more visibility. How? By leveraging first the experience they bring to the table. And I know that the client who sells office furniture knows sorry knows what kind of um what kind of questions they ask him on the phone all the time when he picks up the phone every second person is asking for a big nice desk for their office right he just knows it we know that whoever um is selling is selling facebook ads or google ads wants to know if the account is going to remain with them or is going to go to the agency who is owning the account who is owning the advertising we know that somebody interested in furniture has a lot of questions about if you can use this outside or inside, is this what kind of wood, etc. They have a lot of questions. Every carpenter is going to be able to show you 50 questions off the top of their head that are always being asked. And this is where I think, first of all, just think logically. Forget about the tools, just think logically. What is it that people are all asking you all the time? Every question is a topic for your blog post and you can answer it. Right. This is like the basic level we have as, as an agency, we have tons of tools and, and it's really good. Once we have this entry point from our clients, we can then plug this into the tools and I can list tons of keywords, tons of terminology, questions specifically, people type in, etc. Um, that we can then follow as well to complement this. But I think where the value from us as an agency comes in is that we make sure that we that those questions get answered in a way that Google actually wants to rank. So it's one thing that you know what kind of question people are asking, they're probably typing it in. It is, it's another thing that you present your answer in a way that 
is in line with what Google wants to rank. Not mm -hmm. because they have the best answer out there, I'm going to be number one. Google doesn't care. Google doesn't care about my authority. Google doesn't care about my, my important, the importance of my article. They might not with their machine learning algorithm even understand every single bit and bits and all the bits and pieces of my article. They just consider what is best for the user. So they are going to make a, a clear assumption. I can have the best article about the Eiffel Tower. If somebody types in what's the height of the Eiffel Tower, they're not interested. The question is just about the meters and Google is even going to extract this information and put it into the search results. So you're not, you know a lot about Google. So tell us how Google chooses, you know, those top ranking results. What else is there? Yeah, this, at, at its heart, at its core, we always say it's, it's content plus links. So we already talked about the content. The content needs to be in line with what they want to rank. And we can explore this a little bit further. The second part is links. So what is, uh, who else is linking to your piece of content? The more people who are relevant in your industry that link to your piece of content, the higher you're going to rank. Because Google really doesn't know it. There are going to be 500,000 pieces of content around the Eiffel Tower. Google really has a hard time figuring out. A human being would have a hard time figuring out which one is the best. So they just say, okay, who else is referring to a certain piece of content? And if there, are, there is like a, a clear ranking, how many people and from which background refer to a particular piece of content in a certain context, this might be the better one. So it's a very big part of the equation, how many links you get from other websites who actually back you up. It's like referrals where, where everybody refers to this uh, particular electrician, for example, or plumber. And yeah, probably they are the best because everybody talks about them. And there was just one person talking about someone else. And I'm, I'm going to go with the first one. And this is what they essentially map in the virtual, virtual space as well with links. But as far as I understand, those links should go both ways or not? Not necessarily. It happens okay. sometimes, sometimes uh, naturally. I like this other SEO and this other SEO likes my work and we might link to each other. This, uh, those reciprocal links, this was, there was a time where, where we did link exchanges. So I reached out on behalf of my client to a website and said, look, we want to link to you, you can link to us. Mm -hmm. And we are both happy, it's a win-win until SEO evolved a little bit and said, okay, it's, we're, we're pretty much at the same place afterwards than as we were before. If you endorse me and if there are two plumbers, one endorses the other one, is like little value added really, right? So we figured out it's better if you get others to endorse you and you might to endorse something else, but not in your space. Mm -hmm. And you have, an, you have a better positioning, right? Ultimately, it's about what kind of sites are relevant in your space for the search queries you want to rank for. And how can you get the most authoritative ones, the best ones of those endorse you and this goes into PR, this goes into link building campaigns where we reach out on behalf of our clients and find a way for them to publish content on this website, etc. This would be guest posting. So there's a lot of things that go into this. Ultimately, content plus links define what is uh, on top of Google, like as the biggest portion and then there might be 500 other factors as well. And yes, there are a lot of things that goes into this topic really because another thing that that is important are meta title descriptions all of the all of the part what we should do you know with the pictures and with the videos so 
could you walk us through this as well very briefly? Absolutely, absolutely. So um, first of all, I would just say that we have talked about the article's topic. So for example, we answer a question that's relevant for our industry, right? Mm -hmm. The first thing I like to do is put this question in Google and check out what kind of search results come up. So what are those? I open this up, every search result in a tab, and I just click through those tabs and compare the articles. And I might make some notes. And I might see, okay, most of them have a video maybe embedded or not. Mm -hmm. Most of them have, or many of them have an infographic, right? Or most of them have several images, or do they have tables, do they have lists? What do they use in order to present the content well? We have a very low attention span these days, right? Mm -hmm. If something isn't really, really clear, nobody's going to read 5,000 words just because somewhere in the, in, the, in the paragraph in the middle, the information is hidden that we actually want to find. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to do this. And this would be a bad use experience. So what we see that, for example, a lot of sites that used to do well five years ago, eight years ago, that just had a title and a long text, and this was enough to rank, they don't stand a chance today. You need to structure your content to make it really reader-friendly. Not only user-friendly, but really reader-friendly. And reader-friendly is that I can skim this article, I can have like a table of contents on top like Wikipedia, Wikipedia knew this 20 years ago. Right? It's nice to have a table of contents on top. It's now in the last two years that this gets adopted a little bit more. Uh, we want to have it visual. Most of us are browsing on a mobile phone. On average, a site gets between 60 and 70% mobile traffic. We never check our own website on a mobile phone, usually. We mostly check it on a desktop. Everything looks nice. Everything is user-friendly. Try uh, have everything, everybody on my client base, I ask them to have the last thing on a Friday be checking out their website on their mobile phone and trying to do what they expect their potential customers to do. And then they suddenly see there are obstacles, there are things they can't press with their thumb, there are things that are too small, they are too big, that don't show well, that don't present a good brand image. So the entire mobile optimization is a topic on its own. Uh, and a lot of it is really user experience. Just think about this user coming here. Are they having a good experience the way you present this content? Can they easily find, and this easy is really important, can they easily find what they're looking for? Because otherwise they're not going to spend 10 seconds on your site if, if it doesn't match those criteria. They're going to spend two and they're going to hit the back button and then just do something else. Right? I had a really good discussion with Greg Merrilis from Studio One Design. And he's, he has done hundreds or even thousands of web designs. And he says there's like, it's like a fraction of a second where people are going to decide whether they like your site or not, their, their page. So they don't even read your, we don't even talk about copywriting yet. It's just the first impression they have on a website is really important because it takes nothing to swipe back and click on a different result. There's going to be enough. We're not so unique with our offering probably that people absolutely are going to be blown away. We need to make sure that we have a good experience for them because otherwise people click on something else. Mm -hmm. That's a good point because you only have one chance for a first impression. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. There's an, and there is another saying really in this line is the best, the best place to hide a dead body is page two of Google because nobody ever searches there. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. We, want to, we need to make this good impression to not end up on page two or worse because mm -hmm. otherwise we don't stand a chance to get this visibility we want. Mm -hmm. So right now I'm thinking there are, so, there are many things one business owner should, should know uh, about how to build SEO, but um, 
for me, it all comes down for, to this client experience, really. If I understand this is, you know, number one, uh, also, same goes with our business, right? This should be number one worry. So it, the same goes uh, online, I understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and, and this is where I very often ask people, is your website working? Mm-hmm. And some then open it up on a screen share and say, yeah, look, look, it's working. But I'm not interested in, in the technical mm-hmm. way. I'm interested in conversions. So yeah. are people coming to this website converting? Are they doing what you expect them to do? Do they download what you want to, them to download to get to your email list? Do they request the proposal like you want them? Do they browse through your website like you expect them to do? Or do they just check out the top part and don't even scroll down in order to consume all the content that you have prepared for them? So there's a lot that needs to be tracked. The data is really important. So we definitely have done a lot. We even created an, a platform around evaluating all the data that's being collected and make this actionable mm-hmm. just to make sure that we see is this what we what we have right now is this really working and where people land on our site are they actually coming in uh, is there is this new audience coming in or is this uh, just people that uh, that already know us mm-hmm. and know our brand and have been searching for us so there's a lot that goes in there as well mm-hmm. and then really make sure that whatever we do comes out of some sort of data analysis and not just gut feeling where I say, yeah, probably this is a good idea. And this is where the big waste of, of money and SEO really happens. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly how I work with, uh, with our clients, because I am not good technically myself. I don't know all of those pieces in the SEO. Of course, I've heard all about that. But, you know, when I'm meeting those agencies who are, who are helping our clients, I'm always like, okay, what's the outcome? Where are the goals? Where are the conversations? conversions and etc so i think that's something every business owner needs to you know really care about mostly because we shouldn't be worried about that we don't know all of those technical details ourselves but we should know what what the outcome should be right absolutely and what we are really big on is 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 why we do something Mm -hmm. so we have a specific when we when we work with someone in our platform um, we would line up action steps for them, right? So mm-hmm. I would say, look, this is a topic in your industry based on your experience, our research, we have found you can create an article. This article look, should look like this, should have these uh, paragraphs, these sections, uh, and they get all the information. And on top, there is a big why section mm-hmm. because I want my mm-hmm. clients to understand why I want them to make this effort. Mm-hmm. They don't know, need to know the technical details. We have been doing this for 20 years. We know the technical details and they don't have to. But I do want to make sure they know why they're doing this. And the reason is because I had so many conversations and it's really a shame. So many conversations with people coming to me and I say, look, I have been paying this SEO agency for five years. I have zero idea what they were doing and why they were doing it. And now on top of that, I'm dropping in rankings. So. This is where we essentially started with our SEO leverage brand, where we said, okay, this is the first thing we're going to avoid with 100% transparency, but also explaining why the certain steps are important, right? Mm-hmm. And then we can still figure out how we are going to upload this article and the technical things people then very often get hold up with. Mm-hmm. But we really want to make sure that we understand this is imp- it's important to spend half a day and a day on this article because we know this article can rank for those keywords. We know those are keywords that are based on our research happening very often and being executed very often among your target audience. 
we know this article needs to have these subsections and needs to be 3,000 words long because there is nothing with three, 300 words ranking on, on the top uh, results, for example. So we do a lot of research in order to prepare this and make sure that we only require our clients' attention or time and resources when we really can justify why this makes sense. Mm -hmm. So tell us about uh, your platform. You you mentioned that briefly. Can you want to know, you know, better and understand better mm -hmm. what is it that you do and sure. how, how can you help sure, us? Sure. So, so when we when we started out, we started out with an, with a Google Docs document, right? And I would we, we pay every agency SEO agency that's taking things seriously pays a few thousand dollars on tools every month. Right, just to have all the tools we want mm -hmm. in order to do the research, right? Marketing agencies, lots and lots of tools, hundreds of dollars per month for every tool. Um, so I wanted to give access to those to the information we have there to our clients and say, look, I'm going to hold your hand, grab you to the screen, and you're going to see that this this is the, the graphics I'm seeing of your competitor. And this is what I'm seeing on your, on your page. And this is how I understand your page is performing. So I, I pasted in a, a lot of screenshots into this document and walked client through it on a video or on a call. Right? Mm -hmm. And I said, look, this is the situation. Do you understand why this is now important and we, that we act in a certain way? Yes. Good. We have buy-in. Let's focus on this and let's get this implemented. And then we are going to check what results you're getting then. Um, we found this was got really good acceptance. So clients loved it because finally they understood what their agency was doing. They still didn't understand SEO, but they did know why they spent money on their agency and why they were actually putting effort into this. The second step then was we put this like an intermediary spread on a, on a spreadsheet, make this a little bit more data driven and put some data into it. Everybody who has opened up Google Analytics or Google Search Console understands that a lot of the data the tools give you for free is very overwhelming. I just export, I think it's four, four KPIs we export from Google Analytics and show them in a, in a way clients can understand it. Because everything I need to understand in, in, uh, in SEO is where do people come in from search? Mm -hmm. How do they convert? Mm -hmm. Do they convert or do they not convert? And then I want to know what kind of click-through rates I'm getting. So if this is shown a hundred times in Google, how many people actually click on it. And I want to show, see what kind of keywords is this URL actually ranking for. And if I have these four pieces of information month after month, and we have red and green highlighting to see what is going up, what is going down to make this really easy over time, then I can draw a lot of conclusions even as a non-professional. And then we pair this with a lot of additional analysis and make sure that we have a task list at the end and say, look, these are the four or five things I want you to focus on in the next two weeks. Mm -hmm. And I, I record a Loom video, explain this, what is the situation? People have weekly Q&A calls with me if they want to ask questions about it. And this is then really the done with you, as we call it, in a consulting or coaching approach. So how much time someone should uh, invest into you know working with this kind of platform and working with you i would probably say it's, you very often my clients are going to have like an assistant maybe who would work mm -hmm. with us directly so very often we either we plug into slack directly with some clients mm -hmm. where we they just have it have us in a slack channel and everybody on that team can can work with us there or they they use email or whatever it is um, i would expect that five to ten hours is a good starting point 
Weekly or monthly? Weekly, weekly. Five to ten hours per week. Just because you just think about we, if you can't create one or two articles because you don't have enough time. Mm -hmm. It's very limited what you can do with SEO. There are certain things that are going to improve your user experience. What if Google likes your articles, there might be technical issues on your site that need to be analyzed where we need to bring a tech person in. So we have people we can refer to or you might have an, a tech mm -hmm. person you trust already and we just work with them. Uh, there are some like I call those foundational fixes. So we don't have like a handbrake where it's like, okay, unless you do this and that, Google is never going to rank anything. Let's let's put those things in order. But then it's going to be very specific based on conversions. We're going to search for pages that get a lot of traffic but no conversions and give conversion advice. And we're going to search for pages that convert really well when people mm -hmm. see them but don't get enough traffic. And this is just both are very related to how many can I build a lead magnet? Can I build a PDF that people want to download in exchange for an email address, for example? Can I can I build additional content around a topic that seems to be ranking well, etc.? And this is then really data driven. Where I say, okay, unless I understand what is happening on the data level and conversion level, I really can't make a suitable suggestion on where to focus the attention to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well. I know that it really pays off to, to work with experts like yourself. So please tell us where can people find you and how can they connect with you? Absolutely. So the best the best place would be heading over to seoleverage.com. And there are buttons up there to schedule a call with me, book a demo. Mm -hmm. um, so this is going to be a chat with me. I just walk, check out people's websites and just mm -hmm. check this out. See, can we help them? How could we help them draft a, a rough action plan? Mm -hmm. and see what the what the best next step is. Sometimes it might be auditing the website and doing like a real audit on the site. Sometimes it, we might have a few suggestions and and do some sort of bootcamp or, or consulting or see if they need help. We also have a team that actually executes those things. So if we if somebody is a solopreneur, for example, or doesn't want to manage the SEO project, they can also hand this over entirely to us. That's perfect. And we will put the link here as well to, to the mm -hmm. website. So last but not the least, are you ready for a one minute podcast part here? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, let's do it. Yeah, so I will ask three questions and you have only mm -hmm. a minute to answer each one of them. Okay, let's mm -hmm. do it. So first question, a song that inspires you and why? Mm -hmm. Um, if I had to pick one, and I'm really bad with song names, but I, w I, I did prepare here, uh, it would be It's My Life from Bon Jovi. That's good. And, and for, for a why, I would really put it down to, to, to everybody's personal responsibility to make the best life you can imagine out of it. So it's, it's only you who is going to change the things. Mm -hmm. You can look into the mirror, it's the only person who's going to be able to make things better, improve every day, and really get to the level that's right at a certain moment for you in your life. This can be cha can change in 10 years, but it's your responsibility. And this is a song that definitely reminds me of this. Mm -hmm. That's so powerful. Thank you, I love that song. Thank you for this reminder. <laughs> and that's a, that's a great, you know, powerful why behind that. That's very good. Mm -hmm. So, second question. A quote you think our listeners should know and why? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm big on mindset. 
Okay, so I'm really big on mindset. I have this phrase that's called something along the lines of every day in every way I'm getting better and better. And this is really just uh, like a personal improvement kind of mantra I like to repeat. Because once if you stop getting better, you stop being good. Mm -hmm. I'm not into sports, but it was a football player saying this at some point, I think, and it really inspired me. Because everything is, is evolving, right? So if you don't stop focusing on making things better, like I do with, with our team, we had a team call today and I said, look, let's, let's see how can we do whatever we are doing, how can we make it better? Let's do an internal audit of what we're doing right now. Let's, let's get some extra value for our clients. Let's get some extra good results. And this is where I just need to improve. This like a constant drive for improvement. Love that. Again, very inspiring, good. <laughs> so the last question, and this is kind of a wrap up from today's topic, right? Mm -hmm. Five SEO fundamentals to thrive results. Yep. Publish something people are searching for. Mm -hmm. Structure your content. Mm -hmm. Focus on conversions, not right. traffic. Um, improve user experience. Mm -hmm. And get guidance to be efficient. Love it. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> it was sure I could make the five. <laughs> <laughs> no, you no, that's very good. So good. Is there anything, you know, you want to share what's next for you? Maybe some upcoming project you were excited about? Absolutely. I'm, I'm definitely excited because we go with, with our application. We already do a lot of machine learning. So machine learning just mm -hmm. really means at a very basic terms, we have a lot of data and we get a machine make sense of this data for us. So we already have this in our platform implemented. This is the machine do the number crunching to really come up with actionable steps. And we have our application on a level where we can start making some recommendations that are tailor made for a website. And this is really important. So when people plug in their website in into SEO tools on the web, mm -hmm. very often what you get is a, like a one size fits all solution. They say, okay, no matter if you're selling something on an e-commerce store or you have a coaching business, they're going to give you the same recommendations. And this is a really big mistake. So what we, we are preparing is that we, based on, on the goals our clients have, we can our algorithms can start giving different recommendations based on the competitors, based on the business goals. So people can essentially not only rely on our consulting, which is always going to be there, but also can just log in and say, I have a few free hours this week, what can I do? And they can just log in and get from our platform specific recommendation. And the recommendation is going to be check out if you can get more conversions out of this article, because I know you want leads. And this article compared to others isn't bringing enough leads in. So maybe you can change the lead magnet there. Mm -hmm. Or the recommendation is going to be that this article performs really well. Can you write more about this topic? Mm -hmm. Right, and these are, would be some ex some examples you could be writing about. So it's really making the platform smarter, mm -hmm. but on a on a level where it's custom for every single project. Yeah, it really sounds very exciting. It sounds like a very smart platform. <laughs> it, it it's getting smarter. It's getting smarter. Mm -hmm. So we have evolved since the Google Docs. We have definitely have evolved quite a bit, and I'm excited to to seeing what what comes there in the next couple of years. Well, perfect. Well, we wish you all the best and all the, you know, 
I, I wish that the, the smart platform, you know, um, will, uh, will be very successful, of course, and will help a lot of businesses. So thank you for the insights and for the, thank you. For the ideas. Thank you very much for the invitation. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It was a great discussion. Thank you. Well, that's all we've got for this episode of the Powerful Marketing Tips podcast. But make sure to link up with us at our free monthly international mastermind event. Just go to powerful-marketers.com forward slash mastermind. We would really appreciate it if you would rate this podcast and leave a comment wherever you tune in to listen. That will help us and other potential uh, new listeners. Until next time.